Hello and welcome to episode two of I Have Never Seen the OC. We are on season one, episode two, The Model Home. I am Kerry. I am Heather. Are you ready to go, Heather? <laughs> Born ready. Okay. I mean, I wasn't. I only watched this episode in the bath last night. At, in the bath? Yep. Explain. I was really sad because I'd um, been snowboarding and I fell. Um, so I thought I'd go for a bath. And then I was like, oh, poop. I've got to watch loads of uh, the OC before you came here. So... I was in the bath, propped it up in the sink, and I watched an episode in the bath. Do you not watch telly in the bath? No. Like on your iPad? No. That's the thing. People watch telly. Don't make it out like I'm a weirdo. On the sink? Propped up on the sink? Yeah, I mean, health and safety nightmare, but I risk assess oh, the situation. Oh, no, no, no. No, thank you. I listen to podcasts in the bath. I sometimes listen to a podcast, but... I also often read, read in the bath. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah. just who I am is who you are but yeah i was i was stress watching so it wasn't like a nice like romantic you know telly on <laughs> candles watch in the bath it was like like those romantic <laughs> solo baths that like, we're all exactly. are well, well aware of just setting the scene it was not that like the big light was on and i was trying to write notes so like there's nice little stains on, on my jotter from oh, my taking jotter. notes um so yeah setting the scene of where i was watching this episode okay i was just in my living room Great. Standard. Right. Okay. So before we start, um, the name of this episode, The Model Home, I knew that something bad happened. I couldn't quite remember what it was. Okay. But I really entered this episode with a real sense of foreboding. See, again, I haven't seen this episode. You ha That's how you went into it. Mm -hmm. I went into it being like, Ryan has been taken home by Sandy and I know what you're say. this is going to be it. They're, this is the model home. This is like <laughs> the ideal situation. That's that's what I went into it thinking. That, so. I mean, that makes sense. Maybe it's a duality of meaning in the title. Oh, fancy. Mm. Okay, so um, we start with a conversation with uh, Kirsten and Sandy, do we? Yeah. And one thing that I noticed here was she said to him... What kind of mother just abandons her child? And did you notice, I'm guessing not because the bath was probably your main focus, but he gives this like really weird, like kind of side eye face where he like looks away from her to like the other side of the kitchen. And I'm thinking, mm, oh, was an Sandy abandoned by his mother? Oh, see, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't mm. have thought that. I would have thought, does he think maybe Kirsten isn't the best mum mm. because she's busy building her breadwinning empire dual meaning who knows um i did however notice and you talked about this at the end of the last episode i did notice that his outfit is like the same as ryan's like they're dressed in the same outfit mm. they've both got their t-shirt on they've both got their little shirt over it they've got their little like baggy pants on like yeah. definitely a nice little similarity there. interesting great mirroring 
Yes, indeed. So we've, I think we've definitely established at this point that Sandy and Ryan are two peas from the same pod or yeah. similar pods at very different harvests. But yeah, it's a <laughs> really weird. I got you. I'm with you. Oh yeah. So this the whole start pre credits, which let's face it, until you hear that theme song, I'm not really engaged that much. I always feel like the theme tune at the start of an episode is where I'm like, okay. Let's go. I'm ready to go. No, uh, no, I disagree. I disagree. I like. I do like a cold open. Maybe that's why I miss a lot. Because <laughs> you're not paying attention not to paying that bit. Mm. Like the the theme tune is like somebody standing up at the front of the class, being like, "You need to start paying attention now." And I'm like, "Okay, I'm in. I'm in." Uh, okay. Sorry, sorry. The whole pretense before the excellent theme tune kicks in is just setting up for the fact that Ryan's going to run away. I could feel it in my bones. Okay. As soon as soon as Kirsten had that conversation, I was like, Ryan is out of there. Mm. I did like it as well when they showed the model home to idiot me that was like, oh, it's going to be the perfect house. And it's like, oh, no, no, an actual. Literally a model literal home. Literal model home. Got yeah. you. Thanks. Yeah. Not a metaphor for the <laughs> perfection of the Cohen household. No. Um, I did enjoy the boys hanging out in the pool. Mate, I want one of those armchair pool armchairs. Dreamy. So cool. Imagine having a imagine having a swimming pool. Imagine being so posh that you have a swimming pool. Mm. Very into it. Um so yeah, then they have, as you said, the last supper. Oh, well, actually as Seth says, Sandy says. Oh. Either Seth or Sandy says that. I like you referencing that you did not come up with that excellent comparison. No, I, I can't I can't claim that. That's gonna be I don't know, Jason Schwartz or whoever it was actually wrote it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Ryan's Ryan's out of there. He's got his backpack and his mm-hmm. little bike and he is gone. Mm-hmm. But can we talk about Seth Cohen's bedroom for a minute? <laughs> I was I was wondering when you were gonna bring this up. Uh-huh. Yeah, we can. Because all I'm gonna say is he has a jam poster on his wall. He also has a Ramones poster on his wall. What I would have done at the age of 16 to meet a boy who loved the jam as much as me, I'd like, it, in, inexplicable. Okay. I was here for it. I did write, I think I actually wrote it at the end of episode one. He has a really cool bedroom. Yeah. Like, I would, you're right. If I'd gone to, if I'd gone to a boy's room um, <laughs> at the age of 14, 15 and his room looked like that, I would have been like, oh marry God. me. You're right so cool. Now. You're so cool. You're so cool. I am such a With ancient Mac and <laughs> all the band posters. I'm, do you know, even now though, I'm a sucker for a band poster. We are actually in my abode mm. and um, I have, there's one, there's one in this room, but there's definitely a band poster in every oh, room yes, of the house. Yeah. So. I'm a firm, firm a nice fan. One. I've gone for a grown-up version, though. They all have frames now. Yeah, that, I was going to say that's less of a poster and more of like a print. Oh. I bet it's that limited edition yes, or something. Yeah, edition. Seth, you've got a cool room. Yes, he does. Um, I also... So this is just something I that really tickled me is when Sandy says to Seth, like, there's no need for sarcasm. And then Seth is like, I'm not being sarcastic. And mm. his dad is like, Sometimes it's really hard to tell. Yeah. I feel that is just being a teenager, isn't yeah. it? It's just you just don't you don't get me, mom. Yeah, like, but it's actually you that doesn't quite have the grip on like yeah the nuance of sarcasm. That real glorious you think you are 
the dog's kahunas. Yeah. And maybe you're not. Maybe you're still learning. Not to say that young people don't have a lot to bring to this world, because they do. I'm all for young people having a very strong and vocal voice. Mm -hmm. But maybe sarcasm isn't your forte yet. Maybe it is. Maybe. I mean, I know a lot of sarcastic teenagers. <laughs> a lot of sarcastic teenagers. Um, maybe this is the point, since we did reference our work in the first oh no. episode. <laughs> no, maybe this is like episode two. Maybe like people have to guess what they think our jobs is. Mm. I think our jobs is. What they think our jobs is. What they think our jobs is. <laughs> mine's is obviously. Mine's, mine's is like one of Fagan's boys. <laughs> As you can tell, I am not an English professor. Uh, English language is not, not you what I do. have an English degree though? Yeah, only in literature. Mm. I like reading books. I'm not good at talking. So, I like reading books. I pure love reading books. <laughs> Back to the TV programme. Yes, so. So what I have written down, which I just find it really weird, like why is Seth and his entire family in bed ready to go to sleep and Misha, Marissa, <laughs> is heading out to a party? Well, I mean, they've just had a big meal. I don't, sometimes after a big meal, I kind of feel like I just want to go to bed. Also, she's a tearaway. We've kind of established this. She likes to party. Yeah, but she's like outside with a present, like dressed up going out to a party. Well, Coke fueled binges don't normally happen until <laughs> much later on at night, I hear. Sure. I just, I, I really picked up on it and I was like, this is weird. They have not put that timeline. No, but doesn't, doesn't Sandy say to Seth, oh, you're in bed already? Yeah, but he's in his jammies. Mm, Sandy's just in like, his jimmy jammies. Listen, I'm here for that. Put your jammies on <laughs> as soon as you get home. There is nothing wrong with it. It is a glorious way to live your life. Um, yeah. Comfort over style. I really also like the fact that Marissa is now like involved. They are now a gang. Mm. It's good. And Seth is not too happy about it. No. <laughs> but can you imagine like living next door to somebody for however long and they never acknowledge your ex existence? I know. And then this dreamboat hearaway turns up and all of a sudden... Everybody wants to be interested. your pal, yeah. yeah. I did think um, Summer's birthday is not till Wednesday was like just another addition to the creep factor like the boat thing and then knowing when his when her birthday is i was like you need to just dial it back a little bit seth this that's is... an inside your head thought yeah you just i thought you were talking to me there i was like <laughs> what no. isn't the whole thing that we talk about our thoughts no seth i mean you babe like yeah. you'll soon learn sometimes you just gotta keep those bad boys in there it yeah. doesn't need to come out the world doesn't need to hear that so yeah our new gang jump on in to, to the car yeah. Where they then have a, co a conversation about music, which <laughs> I very much feel for Seth here. I love this whole thing. I love. I love this situation. I love this conversation. I think it might be my favourite part of the whole episode. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yes, it is weird that Seth doesn't like music, but we're both, we were talking about this actually before. Ryan doesn't like music. Ryan, yeah. yes. Um, sorry to correct you sorry, sorry everybody I'm new be nice um, we were talking about it before we started mm -hmm. recording we are both big into music we like music mm -hmm. and especially like as a teenager and in our early 20s we were avid for the mm -hmm. voyage of discovery of music and I <laughs> don't laugh that's a phrase. I know. So yeah, no, I love that they are like pointing out that it's weird that Ryan doesn't like music. Yeah. Because if somebody had got into my dream car and I was driving at 16 in America. I thought your dream California, car was Luke's car. 
They've both got nice cars. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, if I was whose in the- car? Actually, good point. Whose car are they driving at that point? Marissa's. Oh yeah, it must be. She was about to yes, because she was about to get in her car to go to the party, which seems a little bit of weird because, as we know from episode one, she likes a bit of the booze, does uh, Marissa? So she was planning <laughs> to drive to that party and not have a drink. Mm, America are fairly loosey goosey on their drink driving. Do not even start me. It is one of the many, and I'm sorry if there are any American people listening, but it is one of the many reasons that I I can't deal with. <laughs> America and the thought of living in America. I mean, I would, like, give me a visa, I'll be there tomorrow. I, no, <laughs> I am not, no. <laughs> I mean, your current political situation is a bit confusing. It's a bit stressful, yeah. don't get me wrong. And also, like, guns, no. I mean, that too. But, yeah, if someone said, do you want to live in LA, here's a house in Santa Monica, I'd be like, yeah. I wouldn't. Hello. Anyway, if somebody... I wouldn't. <laughs> I like it here when it's cold and all the houses are drafty. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, they're a bit more loosey-goosey. But I did think that. I was like, where are you leaving your car? Are you having to pick that up tomorrow? What's mm. going on? It's just a logistical nightmare. Should have just got the train. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think they've probably got a train at no. Newport Yeah, You have to drive everywhere in LA, actually. There's no... I imagine there's buses, but it's quite tricky to get around. Mm. Anyway, if I had been driving okay, as a teenager and yes. someone got in my car and said... I don't really like music. I would have literally pulled oh. over and literally just been like, get out of my car. Yeah. So I really appreciate their quite hostile reaction to I that. agree. And I think it's a nice little, like it brings, it's interesting because it brings the two of them together very quickly. And then they very quickly, like Seth is, Seth almost acts like a kind of gatekeeper here, which is kind of annoying. Like, oh, how dare you like the same things as me and but, like, I have to say, like, I actually love Stiff Little Fingers. And it was so weird to hear Marissa say that and say the name of, like, your old dad's favourite punk band. Yeah. Like, from the 70s. I love her confidence and knowledge as well. It's being able to have a conversation about music with certain types of people, mm-hmm. a lot of which are boys, not all of them, but a lot of them are. To be able to confidently have an opinion on music can be quite difficult sometimes. Mm-hmm. So for a sassy 16, 17-year-old to turn around and hold her weight and be like, yeah, I like punk music and these are my favourite bands, yeah. I'm there for it. I just don't know that I believed it. Do you not? There's nothing from... I mean, we've seen inside our bedroom. Not that like you have to wear your bands on your sleeve, excuse the terrible hash of a, a saying, but... You know, we've seen inside her bedroom. We've seen a lot about her and her life. It just didn't... It felt like... Like a sort of version of like almost like this like manic pixie dream girl-esque as in like give somebody a quality that you've never alluded to before to make them... Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. A little bit. But I then felt. to, you know, just bring it back to Avril Lavigne, which let's face it, I'm going to do a lot in this podcast. It's that kind of like posh bird that fancies the skater boys Mm. and i don't want to discredit her and be like she only likes those bands because it makes her cool maybe she does actually like them but you know the society she's in makes her feel that she can't wear her bands on her sleeve Mm. and ryan is just that skater boy is he gonna say see you later girl who knows Mm. i guess we'll find out um so as you know as we've discussed episode one I don't have that much time for Seth. 
But when he gets in that swimming pool and is skateboarding all over the shop, all of a sudden, inner 14-year-old Heather, very interested. I have a theory. If you give any any male or anyone that identifies as a male mm-hmm. a skateboard mm-hmm. or a guitar, mm-hmm. they automatically get hot. Tur, not hot. I dis. I don't. Not the skateboard for me, but anyone. Yeah, give anyone a guitar. So yeah, maybe maybe I'm becoming teams. I mean, I'm not. I'm Ryan's my favorite right now. Uh, yeah. Interesting. And saying that, when him and Marissa are having that chat by the pool while Seth's off being a skater boy, I don't care. Like they're kind of doing that flirty flirt. They're kind of doing that getting to know each other bit. She tells him a secret about her dad. I just, I'm not emotionally invested. I don't. I'm not there yet. I don't understand why she tells him that about her dad. Like, why does she tell him about, like, oh, I think my dad's in trouble. There's these guys that turn up all the time. You've literally known this boy for about five seconds. Like, yeah. I mean, why you are you spilling it, a friend time? It is actually two days. So if they, if he brought him home on the Friday, and this is like either the Saturday or Sunday. Mm-hmm. So she has known him less than two days. And she's spoken to him how many times? Like, yeah. that first time outside the house probably when she woke up in the morning in the pool house and was like well, hey, no, she didn't remember you? she just boosts oh, she's right out then. of there so she didn't chat then mm. Mm. so Why yeah is she telling them stuff maybe we're meant to believe that it's a they have a connection and they just feel like they but that can't be true because they both look so massively uncomfortable having this conversation i feel like this outfit that we've seen marissa in here is the best she's looked so far, the little summer dress with like the kind of blue pattern. What do you think? Yeah. I quite, maybe it's later on, I definitely wrote down an outfit where she's got that handkerchief, I think it's later on in this episode, like the kind of like bandana thing that's like tied at the back. Okay. I enjoyed that. That okay. reminded me of like an outfit I wanted to wear, but would never have worn mm, at that age. Mm. To be fair, nothing to do with age. Wouldn't wear it now either. (laughs) I think um, the other thing here is um, about Seth and Marissa's conversation about how she thinks that he feels like he's above everyone and that it's not that she's not been speaking to him, it's that he won't speak to her. He thinks he's better than her and blah, blah, blah. And there's a comment about the, well, I'm better than Luke because Luke shaves his chest. Mm -hmm. And like, I 100% agree with that comment. Like, I am here for a hirsute gentleman. Like, (laughs) every time. Okay. I can't. I don't. I'm not. I no. I mean, he plays water polo. So? He's got a big gliding on through that water. Oh, right. And they're going to give this excuse of like, what, what do they even call it? Like... Aerodynamic? No, because that's air, uh, yeah, water. But it's something like that, isn't it? Like it makes them able to move through, like a couple of hair, like like looks like a kind of guy that's going to have a hairy chest anyway, <laughs> right? First of all, second of all, like three tiny hairs are going to make any difference to his ability to swim. Yeah, valid point. Does he also shave his legs? I mean, I imagine if he's shaving his chest to be better in the water, he would have to shave everywhere. Well, if you get what I'm saying. Let's not go into that. Anyway, moving swiftly on. I would like to point out at this point, I was so close to like shouting at the screen because they're all like, this is a great plan. Oh, I can keep a secret. We can fix this place up. This plan is foolproof. Is it though? Mm. Like, it's stupid. It's a stupid idea. And I can't believe nobody's pointing that out. 
feel like, mm, yeah, maybe, but I feel like when I was 15 or 16, I would have been like, this is the best idea ever. Do you think? Yeah. Is this just me watching it with adult head? Maybe. Okay. Like you've got this big empty house. And remember, the contractors haven't been in there for months and months and months. That house is laid empty for all that time. Valid, valid. My biggest beef with us the whole time was that Marissa was like, I can keep a secret to Ryan. And it's like, can you though? Because you've just told like all your dad's problems to some boy that you met five minutes ago. So mm-hmm. can you keep a secret? Are you going to grass him? Probably. Yeah. Or maybe it's, I can keep a secret. He is a winch and I won't tell Luke. Mm. For anyone not from Scotland, <laughs> winch means kiss. I would say specifically kiss with tongues. A French, a French kiss. Yeah, a little slobbery smooch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what she's saying, no? I can keep it. Maybe. Secret. Anyway, I don't think their plan is foolproof. This was the point where I was like, okay, I see what's going to happen. Yeah, here. something bad's going to happen. bad's going to happen here. So we then move on to Julie Cooper and Jimmy Cooper. Oh, yeah. And China the Pony. <laughs> China. Excellent name for a pony. And we see, now the question is, it's early 2000s. Did they name the pony after the wrestler or the country? I didn't know there was a wrestler oh, called China. Oh, you so. will love China the wrestler. Oh. She is a badass bitch. <gasps> great was i think she might be dead now oh that's sad that is sad <laughs> i took a real turn i was anyway she was amazing do you know what she was like she was like the the american version of jet from the gladiators ah oh, jet jet and lightning what mm. a do except not like she wasn't all like you know like um like she was stacked she was absolutely stacked like muscles for days she was amazing anyway excellent i feel like probably that's not who they named <laughs> they don't seem like a big wwe you never know family you never know if you got a pony what would you call it right now today mm-hmm. oh that's a hard question see i don't have any pets so oh. the thought of na- naming another thing okay but I've, i'm ready okay go pork chop as in like the drag queen no I don't know. I would just, if I had a pony, I'd call it something really obscure like pork chop. Okay. Julie and Jimmy are discussing money. Money, 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 money. Dollar, dollar bills. And um, I really, (laughs) I'm sure you'll fix it. That's not very supportive, Julie. Yeah. This is, yeah. He tries to open up to her here and she is not having a bar of it. She is not interested she shuts that down which is a bit mean like, it is a bit support mean. your partner like yes no our story arc is not mm. not strong right now <laughs> but nobody can be pure bad though can they she's got to have a redeeming quality i think that's too deep a question to answer in a podcast about the oc i don't know though because like all of these kind of teen teen dramas they're they're, they're you know it's not Everything's quite, like, nuanced. Yeah, okay. I I see what you're saying. I like the juxtaposition of going from super materialistic, just give me my credit card husband, mother, to then Marissa bringing Ryan uh, Kiehl's Cucumber Moisturiser and a loofah. Mm -hmm. Because that's what everybody wants when they're running away from home. (laughs) I mean, it's creature comforts, isn't it? It's it's nice. She's 
she's trying to make she's trying to make a model house a home <laughs> <laughs> okay sure i mean i meant to mean team marissa i meant to be sticking up for her but sure you, yeah, you I mean, take this, that is, this is the first thing marissa's done that i've been like yes girl like, um, bring that moisturizer my favorite actually you know how i said my favorite bit was in the car mm-hmm. um i'm sacking that off so that was second favorite okay she makes him a mixtape oh heather don't she does that is the cheesiest but that is and then she gets into the tent and she's like oh hey let me start your education or something like that f off marissa i love it no absolutely no i've drawn a little it's got a bit of everything has that (laughs) okay i have actually drawn a little love heart in my notes that's how much i loved it and um but did they bring him a cd player how is he meant to listen to this mixtape? He has a CD player. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it magically appears like the next scene that you see him in, so. I'm not, yeah, no. Don't at me. I'm not in the art department. I didn't sort that out. No, sorry. <laughs> don't, don't. I just like the mixtape. I. D- when was the last time somebody made you a mixtape? Uh, not that long ago, actually. Oh. Not that That's long cute. ago. My current partner. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I really distinctly he made one right at the start and I don't even think we were going out at that point. We were driving to somewhere and he made a mixtape for the car. Mm-hmm. I see through your BS. Mm-hmm. That was 100% for me. It was filled with like really nice songs and really like songs about liking people. So don't tell me it was just a random mix of songs for the car. Oh, I made you a mixtape. If you'd come in the car and said, like, I made you a mixtape, I probably would have just been like, I love you. <laughs> Day two, love you. Aww, um, that's like Seth going creepy. Yeah. I that. love you. I love you. <laughs> that's an inside the head thought, Heather. <laughs> Doesn't come out. I love you. Um, well, if anybody wants to update a mixtape and make me a mixtape, I am. I'm all ears, guys. Mm. Send them my way. I'm um, tell you mixtape. If you would like to get in touch with your mixtapes that are going to make Heather <laughs> fall in love with you, um, you can get us on Instagram at Never Seen the OC or on Twitter at Never Seen the OC. At us, tell us what's happening. Um, let us know. I don't know whether you think that it's weird that Luke shaves his chest, <laughs> or whether you think that Julie Cooper might actually be very misunderstood i don't i can't see anyone coming at us with that with that but you never know as usual uh please no spoilers because heather is watching this for the first time yeah and that's just i actually get really scared sometimes when kerry and i are chatting on um facebook messenger other messaging platforms are available why do we talk on facebook messenger i don't know i only asked bearing mind we have been <laughs> pals for like a decade i, I only got your number like three months ago I know. I know. <laughs> never mind i'm a very elusive person yeah tree i mean keeping keen it mm. works um yeah, we were sending some gifts backwards and forwards and I tried to find some OC ones and honestly panicked. I was like, oh my God, what if I see a spoiler? What if I see something I shouldn't? <laughs> so spoiler gift. I've got enough stress in my life, lads. I don't don't need spoilers being slid into my DMs. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, mixtapes. Here, here, present, ready, send me them. We touched on this in episode one, but I feel I'm going to say it again. Are Marissa's dad and Seth's mum going to get it on? Mm. I, who knows I'm just that that scene I was just like oh that's another subtle hint that you know they might rekindle that old flame 
the scene when they go to the model home. Yeah. Right, so the main thing about this scene, I think, is like, your husband knows that you live next door to a guy that you used to go out with. He is, you know, has mentioned it a few times. There's obviously something that maybe doesn't sit quite right with him about that. And yet you are going to go to an abandoned home in the middle of nowhere at lunchtime with just him. And you don't think that's going to look weird? No. I honestly thought they were like, I thought they were going to bang there and then. That's that's what I thought we were setting up for and then the kids would have to watch. That's what oh. I thought, that's what I thought was going to happen. Like I, that's, I was like, oh God, oh God, guys, get out there. Get out. Go out to the pool. Just get out. Get that's on the actually bike. more dramatic than what actually yeah. happens, which is just the revelation of Jimmy's financial insecurity. And how wonderful Kirsten is and how much dollar she's got. Mate. Can I borrow a hundred grand, Kerry? <laughs> not from me <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'd, it was a very I expected a lot more from that scene I was a little bit disappointed mm. I think especially because it had already been alluded to the fact that Jimmy was having money problems it might have actually maybe been more effective if you you hadn't known that Jimmy was potentially struggling with money and then that was a revelation maybe maybe yeah I just uh, I think as well because they came in had that conversation and left it was just like, if you were doing that in real life, surely you would have a bit more of a look around. Mm. And especially when they're talking about like the ceiling being like his parents' house. And it's oh, basically like, yeah. she's made this model house be your mum and dad's house. That's yeah, that's weird. That is very weird. Again, I think they're going to, I think they're going to get on. Mm. I think they're going to get down and dirty. We'll find out, guys. It's only episode two. Um, this was the outfit that I loved from okay. it's the bandana top the khaki trousers such a look like it was very very hearsay very atomic kitten very like oh, bewitched but like a cool punk version of it okay slightly more adult version of it okay do you remember when khaki khaki like combat trousers were like all the rage yeah but I've never been cool so <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's not something that like I don't know. I definitely had a pair from Cult. Do you remember Cult in mm-hmm. Glasgow? I had a pair from there. That's mm. good. Do you know what? I didn't even wear jeans until I was like, I don't even know, like 28 or something. In fact, I only recently, I think I bought a pair of jeans last two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I bought a pair of jeans for a work event. And that's the first pair of jeans that I have bought probably since I was in my very late teens, very early 20s. I honestly have nothing to say in that. It's so weird. That is very weird. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm not even wearing jeans right now. I mean, I'm not wearing jeans right now, but I like, yeah, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Weird, weird. Don't I don't like it. Confusing. I don't even know where to begin. Yeah. I'm very much of like that kind of cartoon character life of like, find something that you like and just wear that. If I could just have a wardrobe where you open it and it's all the same clothes. Mark Zuckerberg like, style. Yeah. I, like, I think there's some truth in that. Like, when you don't have to think about menial tasks, like what you're going to wear that day, you can get on with more kind of actual processing yeah. stuff. What you're going to have for dinner. The weeks that I, in fact, I'm not going to say that because it's going to sound like a plug, but the weeks that I did HelloFresh, yeah. I felt I definitely got more stuff done because I didn't have to think about dinner. But if HelloFresh do want to sponsor us, <laughs> we're very interested. Very interested. Anyway, um, I don't even know how... Oh, it's because... 
Misha's outfit. No, Marissa. God, why can't I get that right? Marissa. You all about the khakis. Yeah, her outfit was on point. I like that. Okay. That was good. Moving on. Um, they're at I a party. Just, another party. Well, sorry. Something happened before then. Have I missed something? I just want to say, this overhearing of Jimmy's circumstance by these kids is just yet another in a long, long line of evidence that nothing good ever comes from eavesdropping. There has never been a situation in my life that I can think of, and I used to quite like a wee uh, eerie wig at, you know, a door or standing next to somebody at a bar or whatever. I've never had a situation in my life where eavesdropping or listening in has ended well, ever. See, I love it. I, lo- I love, I love a bit of gossip. And it makes me really annoyed when, like, somebody, something will come to light and my other half will be like, oh my God, yeah, I knew about that months ago. And I'm like, why? Why didn't you tell didn't me? Tell me. Like, and I know it's really bad and it just means that clearly I'm not hugely satisfied in my life <laughs> if I have to entertain myself with other people's, but... I really enjoy it. That I would have been me leaning over that balcony, being like, "Jimmy, could you just speak up a bit?" I didn't. How much? Oh, a hundred thousand. Cool. Just, just checking. Mm. Loved it. I like a good. I like a good bitch. I do like a good bitch. <laughs> oh, I um, know. I know. But, <laughs> I know. But um, yeah, I think I prefer. I prefer moaning to gossiping. That's actually a glorious <laughs> segue because the next scene is at the party, and they are all bitching and moaning. About mm. Ryan. Yes, they are. It's almost like we planned that. That was great. <laughs> well, now that you've said that, it looks like we have planned that. We haven't. <laughs> just just <laughs> promise. <laughs> we haven't. This party is like a carbon copy of the party from episode one. I didn't want to go to that party. I don't want to go to this party. Like, there is nothing in the world that would make me want to attend these parties. Well, too um, many people, too many drugs. <laughs> All right, mum. It's just, no. Yeah. Just stay at home with a nice box set. I definitely would have been wanting to be at the party. I don't know if I would have been invited to the party, but I would have wanted to have been there. Not to particularly partake in any of it, but just to like be there and be cool. Because you've got FOMO, because you're a gossip. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like we're our listeners will be learning a lot about us <laughs> as human beings. <laughs> I can't wait for there to be Team Heather and Team Getty t-shirts. Oh, God, It's no. going to be excellent. I also found this scene quite problematic mm-hmm. with Luke and Marissa's relationship. Yeah, when, well, yes. Yeah. I mean, there's been red flags that whole, mm. that whole episode one, but it's when she's trying to defend him and be like, oh, he was just being protective. And it's like, you're in a toxic relationship. Yeah. Like, and obviously you can't see it when you're in it. It's, it's very easy to be judgy, judgy from the outside. But yeah, I'm, I'm worried for her. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about... Where, where this douchebag boy is going to take her mm-hmm. with his exceptionally well-shaved chest. <laughs> Yuck. Yuck. The party was just kind of like a... I can't even really remember what... I, the party seems like a sort of nothing scene apart from just to cause more tension between Ryan and Luke. Yeah. I mean, it's already... They didn't need to do that. It's pretty tense already. Why did they go to the party again? It's Marissa that goes, remember, she has to take summer her present summer's got her little tiara on oh my god he was there 
because that's what so Ryan true. says. He says, do you know what I like about rich kids? And then says nothing. Oh, how and could then you punches forget? Him. How could you forget? <clears throat> Hello. Excuse me for interrupting. This is Heather from the future. <laughs> for the record, there are two parties. But the fight does not, I repeat, does not happen at the party. The first party is near the start of the episode. It's Summer's birthday. She's got a bikini on. She's got a little tiara on. We don't see Marissa at, but we do see Summer and Luke at. The fight then happens at the cafe, remember? After they've done the cute cycle along the pier. It's Ryan and Marissa and Seth. It's really nice. The doves caught by the rivers playing, which is a tune, by the way. And then obviously Luke and Ryan get into the fight in the cafe. And then there is the second party, which Marissa is at. Summer's also wearing a bikini at that one. I think it might be the same house. It's very confusing. Anyway, I just wanted to make that super clear so nobody's confused. We're all on the same page. Two parties. Fight didn't happen at the parties. Cool. Back over to you now, past Heather. How could we forget a glorious moment? For- and then Seth says, that was awesome. And I was like, Seth, you're right. That, that was, was awesome. awesome. And it was swiftly followed by an excellent rhyme from Seth being like, do you think I'm rich? And everyone feeling a bit uncomfortable. Because mm. you are, babe. But then there's a nice reference from Ryan. Again, being a true bro, being like, no, you're a bit more upper middle class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... A good friend, lying to you enough to mm-hmm. make you feel good. Also, we learned in the model home that it's not him that's rich, it's this Kirsten that's obviously richer <laughs> than 100 grand to transfer to our pal. Dishing out our dollar bills to everyone. How could we forget? You know what I like about rich kids? Nothing. <laughs> but it's that whole thing again that like nobody has sick lines like that in real life. I know. That's what you want. If you're going to have a fight, that's how you want it to go down. I feel like maybe what we need to do is come up with some of these lines just in case... To prep. ...we ever get into any situations. Like, RuPaul does this. She says that, like, there's certain lines that you can just bring out and they're always going to be hilarious. Like, I'll be the judge of that. No matter what anyone says. I'll be the judge of that. And then also, what was the other one? Oh, I don't see how that's any of your business. That is good. (laughs) Hey. That is good. I've consider them locked into yeah. my little brain alongside from episode one quit being a little bitch and get in yeah i i think there's some good lines in this that i'll be the judge of that <laughs> is that any of your business <laughs> i don't see how that's any of your business um back to seth's cool bedroom this is where i've discovered his ramones poster mm-hmm. that's yes. when i was like oh i see mm-hmm. um i'd also like to just point out how many parties are these guys going to it's like every night like constant barrage of fun times and unsurprisingly to anyone i am not here for that (laughs) yeah maybe one once a week maybe at a stretch do you think we're just getting old i definitely am my knees are gone (laughs) i can't stand up when i mean like i make a noise now when i stand up oh i'm I'm only sore because because you had a a snowboard snowboard incident old age (laughs) Who knows? And also, it seems like the party is always in the same place, that same beach house. Um, Shall we move on to the most important part of this episode? Is it Tim Buckley's Hallelujah playing while he lights a million candles? Yeah. Do you mean Jeff Buckley? No, it's Tim Buckley's. Oh, it's Jeff Buckley. Tim Buckley's his dad. (laughs) 
Wow. Of course, okay. of course. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that beautiful moment. I do you like Tim Buckley though? Okay. Anyway. Each to their own. Um, yeah. Model home, a tent, and I'm going to say it, a shit ton of candles. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you... I have questions, Ryan. First of all, where did you get all the candles from? Second of all, why are you setting up a massively romantic situation for yourself? What is going on there, mate? I'm all for, uh, you know, self-love, treat yourself, like, moment. You don't need that many candles. But not with it's a fire hazard. No, one or two is fine. Like, but just not near Also, he's trying to be covert. Like, what if somebody drives past the model home and sees, like, this blazing light in the window? Stupid. It's just, ugh. He did not. But there was also fire. Fire hazard's been an issue before because there was, I think in the first episode, a boy who was taking a line of coke next to a candle. Oh, yeah. And like, it was so close to his hair. And I was like, girl, your hair is going to go on fire. Like, you need to watch out. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. California kids are not not good with fire safety, apparently. Anyway. So um, anyway, it was a very romantic coincidence. And I was really just not here for the whole... Right. Unsurprisingly to anyone, I wasn't here for the whole Ryan, Marissa, Romeo and Juliet, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> this song like, reminds me no. of you. Oh, this song reminds me of you. Why? Because you've known him for three days. Like, what, <laughs> what about it reminds me? His name's not David. So why would... Or Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Or Tim. <laughs> so why would it remind you of him? Hmm? So weird. He's not particularly weird. religious. No. Like... He's not aware of any secret chords that I'm aware mm. of. Weird, a weird, just a weird thing to say. Again, that is an in the. If that is, look, babe, if that's what you're thinking, that's an in the head thought. You don't just blurt out, "Hey, guy, I met two, three days ago, who I've made a mixtape for, and I'm now in a room with lots of candles in a really kind of sexy, intimate environment." That is not the time to say, "This song reminds me of you," because mm. really, you've got a boyfriend. You're that's a really you're putting yourself in a very difficult situation. Yes. Like, well, even by being there. Yeah. Never mind saying that the song reminds you of him. No, you've stormed out of the party to go and see the guy that your boyfriend's just beating up, who clearly... Fancies you. Fancies you, and you clearly fancy him. Mm. So, But when you were 16, you didn't think about... Consequences. Consequences, breaking someone else's heart. Yeah. So on um, and so forth. Um, I did very much enjoy the line, we're from different worlds, I'm not like you. Of course you did. Ugh. Of course you like that line. Hit me right in the feels. No. In such different worlds. They just can't be together. That's what I'm saying. The whole Romeo and Juliet thing. I'm not nah, not here for it. It's also just not how I saw that scene playing out. As soon as I saw those candles being lit, I was like, this is it. They're going to they're gonna mack. They're going to winch. They're going to do it. They're going to do the snoggy snog. It's going to be great. And then when she's all like, oh, well, maybe I could like stay over. Again, you've got a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. That's not good. Mm-hmm. But him turning around and just being like, nah, jog on. Mm-hmm. Like the Lewis Capaldi meme when he was at the cat house. Love he was like, Lewis Capaldi. I'm out so with my much. pals, <laughs> jog on. Yeah. Like, I was not expecting him to say that. I thought it would have been like, sure, let's zip up the tent. Blow the candles out, zip But up this the tent. is the thing though, Ryan, we're just talking about, we were talking previously about like, oh, why is it, like nobody can be pure evil. Like Ryan is like good, inherently good. He's done some bad things. He's made some mistakes. <laughs> but he's inherently a good person and that's what we're coming to realise. Oh, okay. Whereas Marissa got a boyfriend. No, she does not understand commitment. And I think actually this was the moment where I was like, do you know what? 
No wonder Luke wants to punch him in the face every five minutes. Yeah. If I was Luke, I would I would be exactly the same. I know. I mean, maybe not with like the actual fisticuff violence because I'm five foot one and not that's not my style. Um, but yeah, I get his vibe. I get why he's like. But also, should, do you not feel that Luke should be having a word with Marissa yeah. rather than just like being quite sort of like? Well, I suppose they are. I was going to say immature, but they are sixteen. But like, you know, this whole thing of like lashing out or storming off or like giving people the cold shoulder and all that sort of stuff. Like, just talk yeah. to people. It's a lot of toxic masculinity in that circle. Yeah. I feel, um, but it's very much just like do you have a word. Just talk to her and tell her that you don't like it and that it makes you feel sad when she. <laughs> hangs about with him and that you feel threatened by him I would have loved to have seen that scene and just you know sort it out cute I like it that's what you should have done but also but also but also I I think we forgot something here uh oh because Luke goes off with Holly oh yeah in the first episode who looks about 12 to the beach yeah or is that Holly it might not be Holly it might be I think her name's Holly I can't remember the there is a blonde girl at some point in the series called Holly. Um, but Luke goes off with that girl. So why does he care so much? Like, why is he not like, look, mate, I'm banging other girls. You're obviously in it, this Ryan guy. Why don't we just call it a day and nobody has to get punched anymore? Maybe he likes punching people. Well, I just think that it's senseless violence. <laughs> God, I am a nana. God. Okay, well, so... Back to non-communicating and senseless violence. Hmm. Marissa storms off, has a cry. Cut to Luke and the boys in the car. Being like, what's going on? Hiding in the worst place. Like, their car is so obviously visible. Why didn't she see them? I know. Anyway. Because she was too busy crying. Oh, I'm so sad because I tried to cheat on my boyfriend. And he said no. And and it didn't work out for me. (laughs) Someone said no to me for the first time in my life. Yeah. Well, that's it, isn't it? That's exactly what's happened. So, yeah. um, Enter the model home. Luke and his gang. Luke and the boys um, get into the model home. And... Just be a mother, don't they? That's mm-hmm. what I've actually written down is Oh no, this is not safe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's absolutely a one hundred percent accurate assessment of the situation. It was not safe. There um, were candles, there were people punching each other, there was a tent. Three on one. Yeah. Not okay. Maybe it was four on one, I think. I think no, I think it was three on one. Still. Not but that's fair. still too many on one. Not fair. Um yeah. And then Jake? Nope. Jock. What's his name? Jock. It's not Jock. <laughs> I know that for a fact. Have they got names? No, what's Marissa's boyfriend called? Luke. Luke, <laughs> Luke that's his name. <laughs> I need a snack. I'm very hungry. Um, jock. 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 Luke. Um, he is a jock, though. Yeah, but he's a good guy. He comes back. He does come back. I was not expecting that. He does come I back. didn't think but, Ryan was going to die, but like I was not expecting him to say. But him. that, do you not think that was out of fear? Like there was something. It was good, but there was also something a little bit kind of lily livered about it, and a bit kind of cowardice. Like it was sort of like, oh, like does he not say something about I'll kill you or something like that? And then actually, when it comes to crunch, no, you won't kill him because you actually are just a posh boy who's like playing at being this hard man, and the thought of you actually killing someone. Like you can't bear that, and that you've got to go and save them. Yeah, but I think that's I think that's a good 
think that's, I mean, that's a good thing to have. Yeah, that's a good thing to have. But I also think that's a very good analysis of that situation. Mm. I think that's exactly what happened, and that's that's what I got from mm. from that scene. And then it cuts so abruptly from that, like the model house being on fire, to her transferring a hundred thousand pounds to Jimmy. Yeah. Oh, hi. I know it's late, but uh, I need to transfer some money. Sorry, what? Like your phone in your bank? Probably not even your bank. Like probably, your yeah, your accountant at some time in the evening. Like, how rude. Yeah. Like that accountant has a life as well. Jimmy can wait until the morning for his hundred grand. Why is it taking you so long to make that phone call? You spoke to him in the middle of the day She's at the model lady. home. She's you know building her empire. Mm. Uh, but also, I've actually written down that's going to look so dodgy. You're transferring a hundred thousand pound as your model home is being burnt to the ground. Like, oh, I never pretty thought much of the that. same time. <gasps> and I was like, is this where yes. the storyline's going to go? Is she going to go to prison? Interesting. I never ever thought of that. That's no. a very good observation. That's that was just that was my thoughts mm. and feels. Right, so my next thing is a really weird script thing that I just want to address. I think it's when they've all turned up to the house, the house is on fire, like the the Coens, they're all there. And then they're a bit like, where's where's Ryan? And he's trying to thumb a lift down the road, Mm -hmm. walk there. And it's Luke that picks him up Mm -hmm. and he rolls down the window. (laughs) He says, they may never know it was us. What a weird thing to say. Like, who would use that vernacular? Who would use that sentence? You'd be like, oh, they don't they don't need to know what's up. Like, I, that exact wording for that sentence is not something a 16-year-old Ellie kid would say. What was the exact wording again? They may never know it was us. They may never know it was us. Weird. Just a weird... It really annoys me in scripts in general where people for one sentence like lose yeah, yeah. the character and that to me was so jarring because i was like luke would never say that mm. would never say it mm-hmm. and it annoys me that me watching it not involved with it at all can see that and yeah, nobody yeah. at the time was like maybe we should change that lazy mm. that's what it mm-hmm. is lazy mm-hmm. maybe they were just trying to be dramatic they may maybe. never know it was us they may never know it was us weird i didn't like it i didn't like it one bit okay but yeah. I, I'll yeah me too I didn't like it either I, I mean I didn't notice at the time but <laughs> okay. now that you've pointed it out I don't like it either great and again similar to episode one at this point I checked and I was like okay there's not even five minutes why left. are you so obsessed with checking how much is left because I was in the bath and I was like I'm going pruning I can't get out <laughs> <laughs> I actually was <laughs> that's just when the bath's getting started baby <laughs> I had to wash my hair. I'm Top a, it up with some I'm, hot water. I'm a busy lady. I honestly was just like, I need this episode to finish because I need mm. to wash my hair. And mm. That's the time in the bath where it's just about time for the second bath bomb. So I'm trying to get out of the bath because I'm going pruny <laughs> and I noticed that there were still five minutes to go and I was like, oh for God's sake, hurry up. Five minutes is not, that is, extending a bath by five minutes is not a problem, Heather. Okay. It's a luxury. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, I was like, okay, like, we've got five minutes to go. It's going to be the same as episode one. Like, this is where, like, the big cliffhanger is going to come into place to meet me one to episode okay. three. And that's exactly what happened. I should be a scriptwriter, is what I'm discovering. Like, I was like, I know what's going to happen. And it did, exactly as I thought. And what was that? They all drove back to the house and they were like, mm-hmm. this is what's happened. And Posh Boy redeemed himself. He did. I've written Luke steps up. Yeah. 
Yes, posh boy is what I've written. <laughs> <laughs> Less eloquent than you. Um, and yeah. then I've written, might not actually be so bad after all for a snobby entitled white boy who constantly cheats on his girlfriend. But do we trust him is the big question. Do you trust that Luke is going to do the right thing? Oh, no, no. Like, I do not think, I think he's going to be fine. And Ryan's okay. going to be in the slammer. Okay. Being juvie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's looking bad for Ryan at this point. It really yeah. is. But then Sandy, again, the dreamboat that he is, is like, don't say anything, guys. I'm his attorney. Don't say anything when I'm not there. Yes. What What a man. Mm. What a man. I want a Sandy in my life. Uh, oh, he's just, he's the one. He yeah. is the one. I'd also like a free attorney. That would be really handy. Not that Why? What, if, yeah, what do you need a lawyer for? I just for? think it's, you know, if someone's like being difficult, you can be like, CC'd him a lawyer. Have you never had that before? That is so extra. We... Like, there's no way that you would do that in real life. Another time when Kerry and I just live very differently. Sometimes in my work, <laughs> sometimes in my line of work, oh! you have to, like, talk about legal stuff. That so is... would just be handy no. to have a lawyer on hand. That is literally the grown-up version of being like, I'm going to phone my mum. <laughs> I've CC'd in my lawyer. Hmm. You're saying something I don't like. I've CC'd in my lawyer. We live, we live in very different professional worlds. Sometimes it'd just be really handy to have a lawyer to CC in. Well, I'm, I'm in a union, so I don't really need a lawyer. I don't know. I don't know if I get a union. I must get a union. There must be some kind of union. I'd for love what, to have a even union like, Yeah, like media people. Media-y. Anyway, um, my final note on this episode. Marissa's wearing Ugg boots. With her pyjamas. I know. Pajamas. Oh my God. Like... I'm so glad you said that because I was going to write that down and then I thought, <laughs> no, I'm just going to leave it because like, I don't know, like maybe it's a look. I just, no. Oh, Did I, you love them? I of had, course you I loved them. Of course you had Ugg boots. Of course you had Ugg boots. Um, I loved them. I, just, I mean, they're very impractical. Like they get really wet, but they were super comfy. They were just like wearing slippers outside. See, I can totally imagine Marissa like having to go outside because the police are there and her Ugg boots just sitting by the front door and she just chucked them on because they're comfy and easy to put on gone outside with them and I'm, I'm i'm fine with that outfit i like the ugg boots with the jammies and the dressing gown i mean i would wear something like that now in my house i just don't want to go outside with a shoe that is the same structural consistency as a slipper you know what i mean and that's what i feel an ugg boot was okay did you ever get asos again asos if you'd like to sponsor us I'm totally fine with that. Um, ASOS had a real phase, maybe about a year ago, a year and a half ago, where they were trying to bring Ugg boots back. Like, it was a real thing. I feel like that's all, maybe I shouldn't say that, but all ASOS does is try to bring back things that are not... Like, you could go on ASOS now and 100% you would get a 90s girl choker. Yeah, they're never going to sponsor us if you're going to be this mean about it. I know, sorry, I love ASOS. I actually really bought two very nice shirts from ASOS just two or three weeks ago. Okay. Well, they served Ugg boots to me a lot. And there was a point about a year and a half ago, I was like, maybe I could get... No, 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 no. No, no. Okay. Not really a brand person, which might be why um, I don't align with Marissa. Mm, I don't think I'm a brand person, but maybe I am. You just literally talked for five minutes about how you want a pair of Ugg boots. I didn't say I wanted them. I'm just saying that ASOS told me about it so much, I thought I might. I'm also having a problem just now with headbands. Everyone's trying to sell me headbands. And I'm like, I feel like I could rock a headband. You and then rock I'm like, oh, but guess what? You're not seven. So. I wear headbands. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. So. That's a good point to end on. Yeah. 
yeah, but maybe we'll be back next time. Maybe we won't. <laughs> Depends on if Heather forgives me for slanging off headbands. We're hoping to watch one episode a week and then review each episode as we go. Um, so join us on this journey. If you want to follow us on socials, you can. We are on Instagram and Twitter. Just search for Never Seen the OC. Next week, I'm turning up with Ugg boots and a headband. <laughs> Just to mess with you. Okay. Great. I look forward to that. See you then. Okay. Bye.